Welcome to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by ChristianMusicMarketing.com. We are here to help Christian musicians, songwriters, and artists connect with one another, learn from one another, and to pull back the curtain to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Christian music industry. Let's get started. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Christian Music Industry Podcast. I am your host and your friend in the Christian music industry, Wisdom Moon. And I'm really excited today to have my friend Pauline Zoe Park on the podcast. Welcome, Pauline. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, thanks for taking here. the time to be on the podcast, even though you have a lot of things going on from <laughs> yeah. the sound of it. Uh, you're like in your deep like finals time right yeah. now at school. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a student right now, too. So juggling lots of different things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe this podcast will help you like get your mind off of it for a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so first of all, I got to ask you, uh, your artist name is Pauline Zoe Park. Uh, Zoe is your middle name? Yes. And do you, like your family and friends just call you by Pauline? Like what do pe- normally people call you? Uh, my family, I have a variety of nicknames, I think, with my family, all kind of around Pauline, like, nicknames based off of that. But then, interestingly, well, I have some high school friends who call me Zoe, short for Zoe. And oh. then, weirdly, when people reach out to me on online and on social media, they call me by my middle name. I don't know why, oh. but a lot of people That's call me Zoe, too. So, yeah, it's really interesting. But... Yeah, I'm fine with yeah. either of them. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, so I uh, came across your music, I guess, a few months ago now. And I immediately reached out to you because uh, I discovered your latest song on the playlist. Because it's really hard to find or come across um Christian Asian American artists, first mm-hmm. of all, but then mm-hmm. it's even harder to find Christian Asian American artists who are female. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I know, like you, you know James Peck. Uh, I got to interview him on this podcast mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty recently, and okay, cool. You know, we talked a little bit about that, like just you know being Asian American in the Christian music industry. And mm-hmm. right now, like, uh, I don't really know of many others. I, I'm trying to think of any, like, female Asian American artists that I know, that are Christian. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, tell us about your, like, journey and your sound. Like, you know, typically I feel like most people would expect, oh, if you're an Asian American, like, female artist, you're, you probably do worship music. But you mm-hmm, don't do worship mm-hmm. music. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, tell us about like your musical background, maybe first of all, and what led you to, you know, artistry of your own. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. Well, that's a very loaded question. Um, but <laughs> it's been kind of a long, well, if not long, a very deep kind of soul searching journey for me, I think, the past like two years of kind of discovering more of who I am and translating that musically too. So I kind of grew up 
a third culture kid. I didn't grow up primarily surrounded by other Asian Americans. And um, I was born in on the East Coast in Boston, and then I moved to the West Coast, and I moved to Korea, and then I moved to England, and I went to kind of uh, high school there, and then I came back to the States. So I did a lot of moving as a child, and I think that really affected the kind of music that I grew up being influenced by and listening to. Um, and so as I got older and kind of settled here in California, I was surrounded by more kind of Asian American communities and I realized that a lot of the Christian music that I was hearing and that I was surrounded by wasn't, it didn't feel fully kind of representative of who I felt like I was. And I felt like there was a part of me that was not being fully expressed in the type of worship music and Christian music that I was singing and even leading at the time um, because I did a lot of worship leading. Um, and so that kind of embarked this whole journey for me in discovering not only who I was kind of culturally and my identity, but also kind of musically too. And so I really wanted to incorporate more of like the soul pop music that I'd kind of grown up listening to. And a lot of it was like a lot of British artists. Like, I don't know if you've heard of like James Morrison, Joss Stone, and um, yeah, just a lot of pop. And so Billy Joel, um, I'm a huge fan of Billy Joel. And so I really wanted to see more Christian music, I guess that was exhibit like showing those kind of styles. And another thing was like, I felt like um, there's a lot of Christian music that use certain Christian vocabulary that I felt like in some ways, because it's so overused, um, it was kind of losing meaning sometimes, you know, and people were just writing so much of the same yeah using the same vocabulary over and over. And for me, I wanted to kind of really show people how you can express a relationship with God and like help people connect with God in a way that was really, a way that was original and, and not kind of defaulting to that kind of Christian vocabulary, cultural vocabulary. So that's kind of how I started writing music that was more in like a soul pop genre. Um, and then I started realizing, yeah, there's no Asian Americans in this space, much less Asian American females. And I saw a lot of kind of worship bands, maybe worship groups that had like maybe an Asian female in it. But as, as a solo artist, artist, it's really hard to find an Asian American female. And then especially not in that worship space, too. So I'm real, you know, I'm realizing like, even as I'm sharing this, that I need to give myself more grace because a lot of the challenges I feel like there's that I'm facing, it's something that, that no wonder there's not a lot of representation, I feel like, because there's a lot of hurdles and um, yeah, challenges and kind of trying to figure out how to do this for the first yeah. time, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Totally makes sense. And Man, I I love your style, like the influence um, that you have because you. you do have like a unique style because of all the different, you know, influences and like your unique experiences that you're pulling from. So, you know, people as they're hearing you talk about like all the different places you've lived, they may be going like, were you a military brat? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah. A lot of people ask me that. Actually, I get that all the time. That's like the first question. Um, but actually, my parents, when I was a kid, they 
were really involved in church planting. And so they would travel mm-hmm. different places and kind of help start churches. And so that's kind of how I grew up when I was younger. And then as I got older, my parents, well, my dad was kind of going into academia. So he was getting his PhD and then teaching. And so that's kind of why we had to move around a lot. So as you can tell, I there's not a lot of a uh, there's not a lot of music in my family. It's very we I, I grew up in a very like academic family. So yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, as a fellow Asian American, <laughs> I I could relate to some of the maybe like the academic pressure, you know, growing mm-hmm. up, I feel like every Asian American kid, it you know, has this pressure to go to like a really you know prestigious school and become a lawyer or doctor or something, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. you experience any of that? And like, where are you at now with all of that? Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, my family and extended family is very highly achieving academic traditional like korean values in that sense um so just a little context like my dad has three older siblings and they're all like medical doctors and they married doctors and they all of their they they all had three each had three kids they all became doctors for the most part one engineer and (laughs) um my family's like you know academia so there was not a single there's not a single person I think I was surrounded by in my family that wanted to do anything artistic um so that was a huge battle for me probably the primary battle I fought um for starting out is just coming to terms with myself and um just my love for music and do I have the courage to to do something that's different and to do something that yeah, I'm going to receive criticism and I'm going to, you know, maybe be looked down on by my own family, you know, and and not be understood in that area. Um, And so, yeah, I definitely had to do a lot of searching and questioning and then finally coming to terms with the fact that, you know, I, I need to do this in order to live. You know, I love music. I have to do it. There's no other way. But it definitely took a long time to come to peace, like make peace with myself and who I am, I guess. Um, And like I've had conversations too more recently with my family. And I think it's been definitely a good journey that's progressing. And um, they're able to understand where I'm coming from and they're supportive. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, if you think about just the fact that like you didn't really have that encouragement in your life from your family and probably like close friends, uh, I, I love hearing that you pretty much felt like you couldn't not do music. Like you didn't have a choice. Like this is something you <laughs> to do, you know? And yeah, I, I tell artists all the time, like if you are trying to do this to get rich off of it or, you know, like you you're looking for some like short-term success and some huge ROI on your investment. This mm. is probably like, the worst <laughs> investment you can make. <laughs> Truly. I mean, such a huge risk factor and it's oversaturated and, you know, you could do a lot of other things to make 
money like quicker and better than music mm. and i always tell artists like you you have to do music because like you have to do music like you can't see yourself mm. doing anything else not because mm-hmm. like you feel like this is one of your career paths that you can maybe try out so I think the artists that, you know, have like a plan B in their back pocket in case this doesn't work out, like, you know, it's hard to really focus and just like go for it. Definitely. You you know, there's something, some other plan B, you know? (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. I I love that. Um, And I mean, obviously there's nothing wrong with being educated as an artist, even like I know even I have friends that are, you know, Christian hip hop artists that are really well educated. They went to Bible college and, you know, they're very articulate and they know what they're talking about, which I think is really Mm -hmm. helpful too. Um, Mm -hmm. So as you're like really like kind of entering this journey uh, by being a Christian artist, because you're pretty, you know, fresh and like new into this. And we had (laughs) a lot of conversations privately about just like, maybe some of the things, your perceptions of the industry and, you know, what maybe mm-hmm. like your uh, people around you may have uh, told you about the industry. So now that like you've probably been more exposed to people in mm-hmm. the Christian music industry and, you know, um, I know you went to the, you were invited to the Christ, uh, Centricity Music's Indie Artist Retreat. Basically, yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm sure like that was an experience of its own. So um, I guess I'm curious to hear how you feel about the industry, like the Christian music industry, the business side of it. And as an independent artist, do you feel like do you feel welcomed into it? Do you feel kind of lost? And you know, what are some of your uh, observations so far? Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. Um, Yeah, definitely when I was first starting out, I knew nothing about the music industry and it was something that I felt very intimidated by. And it was something that I kind of, I guess, I didn't know how to grow and how to educate myself and how to learn about all these things. And it felt super overwhelming as an independent artist. Um, And yeah, definitely my tendency was to be very fearful and more erring on the side of not saying yes to anything big, you know, not doing anything crazy. I'm taking my time. Um, and then the Centricity Artist Retreat was, for me, like it was a huge answer to prayer because at the time I was praying, God, I need to like, I need to learn about these things, but I don't know how. And so would you, you know, teach me and, and show me how I can learn. And so that opportunity came at the perfect time. And for me, it just really, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things and my own perspectives as well, like how it was kind of narrow at the time. And of course, it's hard because, you know, you're combining music with also business. And then there's also faith in God. And there's always going to be different, like conflicting motives and balancing that is always going to be hard. And I think that was something I was really I was really intimidated by and found it scary to kind of really like involve myself in. Um, But going to that retreat really helped me to see that there's a lot of really good people in the Christian music industry. And um, they were talking about how there's no one else kind of in the industry who's really willing to invest in independent artists and Mm. kind of 
foster the growth of the next generation of Christian artists. So I really was able to see their heart and I was super blessed, you know, just by the people there. Like, wow, they're real people, you know. Uh, even though they might work for this big label, they're people who genuinely have a heart for God. And um, they have a heart to really, you know, the heart of fathers and mothers of the music industry. So um, I think after that experience, my perspective on doing music and kind of jumping in totally changed. <laughs> And I just gained so much more kind of inspiration and courage. And um, mm. I learned so much too. So yeah, I feel like it's really evolving into a more mature perspective, I think, as I'm learning a lot too. And yeah, um, yeah a lot of the f- initial fears kind of that I felt too is kind of lessening a lot. So yeah, it's been a really good journey. <laughs> so one thing that really excites me about you is that, you know, you're, you're um, really positioned in a place and at a time where you could really be an influence to other up and coming young, you know, female Asian American artists, and you can speak into them, speak life into them and encouragement into them and, you know, kind of help guide them on their journey too. Uh, so I, let's say like we could, at, make some miracle happen and have every Christian Asian American creative, whether it's like music or the arts, other form of arts, listen to this interview. (laughs) So like they're maybe 18 and younger. What would you say to that, that creative person? Mm, Wow. (laughs) For me, I think something that I needed to hear and that's some, this is something that a lot of, I feel like, Asian females, I guess, maybe struggle with is just wanting to stay in the safe zone and fear, I guess, being a big kind of hindrance, I think, to taking bold steps and being a pioneer and trying out things that you don't know what the result is going to be. Um, and so that was a big thing for me. And that's something that I feel like a lot of other maybe Asian female artists and just Asian, I guess, creatives would would face is just how can you do something that you haven't seen other people really do who are like you um, and kind of taking what's already out there as what should be. But that's not that's not true. You know, just because you don't see something already out there doesn't mean that it it's you can't do it and doesn't mean that it's not going to succeed. Um and so I guess the biggest thing that I would say is don't be afraid to be bold and and do something that's different. And there's a huge need for that kind of voice and representation. Um, and you, know, you might fail, you might make mistakes, but that's all a part of the growing process. And it'll help ultimately, I guess, in the long run, whether... You know, it'll help you. It'll help people who come after you. Um, and yeah, just just go for it, you know? <laughs> Don't be afraid. Um, yeah. And there's a huge need. So that's yeah. I think, what I would say. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, um, I kind of stumbled into the Christian music industry like 16 years ago when I started a podcast. 
for worship leaders. And I also actually at that time lived in California. And one thing I noticed is that it was really hard to find people in this in the industry that looked like me, like uh, mm. you know, Asian American male in the Christian music industry. There was one guy <laughs> that I still remember from Super Chick. <laughs> like, he was like, <laughs> Asian guy I saw in the <laughs> industry, uh, and I noticed like the uh, church I lead worship at now. I've been there almost a year, and it's a you know sort of like multi ethnic church. There weren't that many Asians there uh, when I started leading. And then now, almost, I feel like almost every week I see like new Asians like visiting wow. the church. Uh, so, you know, it's just like part of our human nature to want to, mm -hmm. you know, like, relate to people. And when we see somebody that looks like us, it makes us go, okay, maybe I could do that too. Versus yeah. if you don't see anybody that, that looks like you in that industry, then it's hard to like envision yourself doing it. So mm -hmm. uh, how totally. did you overcome that like for yourself? <laughs> hmm. Honestly, I think for me, like growing up, moving around so much was a big factor in that where I didn't really, maybe for a lot of other Asian American people, they've been in communities where they're surrounded by other Asian American people. And it's kind of, there's kind of a separation, I guess, in the communities that they're surrounded by. Um, but for me, because I moved around so much and I was a minority, like 90, 95% of where I was, um, I, I guess I kind of grew up always overcoming that almost. Like it, it was something that I had to, overcome from a young age a very young age um it, i guess not even overcome but just accept i guess mm. that i have to live life i have to do this i have to i mean i don't have a choice right now so i think that kind of in a way it, it trained me i guess to be more okay with being the only one or being the minority um and almost I feel like now it's given me even more fuel and passion to to like be different and to stand out. And that's something that I kind of take as as that that's a strength for me. Like that's something that sets me apart and um not try to consider it as like a, a weakness or something that, you know, I wish I could change, but this is what I bring to the table that's different. And um it's definitely something I'm passionate about. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that uh, also outside of like your ethnicity that sets you apart, I think, is your style, like your vocals and your musical style. Like you have this. I, I would love to hear like how you would uh, describe your music for our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but, you know, it's very there's a lot of soul in it. There's R&B, there's pop, you know, how would you, how, how do you typically tell somebody that, you know, about like how your music style is? Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, for me, that's something I'm still exploring and I can't even give a definitive answer to because I, it's true. Like I, I, I love soul and I do think at whatever I create, it's going to have an element of soul in that, in it. Um, but if, I love pop music and I I love R&B. And so right now I think I'm exploring different sounds 
but also making it me. And so, you know, I, I also love like a soulful kind of folk music, even, you know, soulful pop music, soulful R&B, soulful, like acoustic or gospel. You know, yeah. I think, I think part of the fun for me is figuring out like trying this, trying that and seeing what I like and seeing how I evolve as an artist. And that's also something that I've had to grow into. I think initially I was so concerned with what's my style, what's my sound. And, you know, I need to be really have this cohesive, coherent sound that's consistent across all my music. But I realized that people, when that my voice and I guess my style just kind of naturally comes into whatever I create. So I don't have to be so concerned with creating a consistent sound. And even as I explore, because I'm the one who's writing it and I'm the one who's exploring, it's going to have, I guess, my style in it. And so um, I'm kind of having fun just trying a lot of different things within the soul kind of genres. And yeah, so it's been, it's been really fun. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> and I know like you've talked on your Instagram a bit about just like this tension between one, the tension between like Christian and secular, you know, like if the categorization of that. And then the other thing is doing Christian music and like seeing it as a ministry, but at the same time, there's like the money aspect, the transactional aspect, you know, the business Mm -hmm. side of it. So I guess first I would love to hear your thoughts on Christian versus secular, like how do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah I have a huge heart for this for discussing this because mm-hmm. I feel like it's not talked about enough. But truly, that's a question that I've been grappling with a lot as as I'm creating is is what is quote Christian music and what is non Christian music? You know, because you know, for Christians, it's not Christianity and faith is not a switch that you switch on and off. It's not like, it's not religion. It's not something that, oh, well, now I do Christian things. Now I'm going to do a non-Christian thing. No, but it's so deeply ingrained into our lifestyle, into everything that we do. And so in the same way, can we so neatly categorize, this is Christian music. And then now this is non-Christian music. I don't think, I don't think so. You know, I think, I think God is integrated into every part of our life experience and so for me I feel like I consider myself as I make I make music about human experience and mm-hmm. on life and so I don't have to say Jesus in every single sentence every single word and we don't do that as Christians either we don't go up to everyone have to say Jesus in every sentence that doesn't mean we're not Christian you know and and God knows he's walking through us through every every season of life and every experience and I feel like that's something that I'm I have a heart to really bring into the Christian music space is there's so many areas of the Christian walk that are not talked about in Christian music um because you know life is messy and life is not always like praise the Lord hallelujah you know (laughs) there's 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 frustration and there's grief and there's mm-hmm. you know there's struggles and sadness you know and there's pain and that's not talked about enough in in the christian music and that's what i found so meaningful for me is and i get a lot so many like 
responses from people from is you articulated something that like I felt like I no one else was articulating for me in my Christian walk. And thank you for writing a song about me. That's what so many people say. Like you wrote the song about me. And so I love that. It's like, yes, you know, we don't always have to be thriving in our Christian faith. And, um, but I feel like it brings a lot of healing to people when they're able to listen to music that this talks about their faith, but also the struggles and um, the yeah. difficulties and just the reality of human experience, I guess. Um, mm. So that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, there's a little, I think I might have, uh, we might have talked about this um, a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Uh, the whole JPM Jesus per minute is <laughs> <laughs> basically like this, oh. this thing. I mean, it's an unsaid thing in Christian radio, especially, but you know, you have to mm. basically like say Jesus enough times and like reference God enough times <laughs> for it to like make your song to make it on the radio for the wow. Christian audience to like embrace the song or whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think you're right on that. Like, yeah, it's not like just as a Christian, you have to write songs that just sound Christian. And, you know, like even mm-hmm. if even if you look at the Bible, there's so many, you know, times in the Bible where people are just expressing where they're at in their journey or they're lamenting mm-hmm. or you know, just mm-hmm. crying out. Um, I mean, there's a whole, I think it's the book of Esther. It doesn't ever mention God, you know. And it's really about like where where's your like what's inspiring you to write and what's the worldview you're coming from and mm-hmm. I love that like the way you're approaching it is more like a holistic approach of like, mm-hmm. as believers you know in our faith journey like we go through the ups and downs and mm-hmm. we're not afraid to talk about those things and it's not just mm-hmm. like we're gonna write worship songs that we sing to God <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I can't so, agree yeah. more. Oh man. I, I could talk forever on this topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the second thing uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on is, you know, just like navigating um, you're doing music for the glory of God and you want to see, you know, people come to Christ through it and you see it as a ministry, but obviously there's a uh, business aspect to it. Like, as an artist, you have to be able to sustain it financially too. And I've seen a lot of, you know, debates online, um, even with like friends of mine that post about this, where mm-hmm. they feel like it's wrong for Christian artists to even charge for their shows or merch. So yeah, wh- where are you at <laughs> with processing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. this is a huge topic that also needs to be talked more about and i feel like it's something that's a really sensitive topic especially with christian musicians a lot of christian musicians kind of start out with just such a, a a simple i guess perspective of like this is just for god and and that really I think it needs to mature and that's something that I'm really, I still have to grow so much into. And I, mm-hmm. I definitely first came into it like that. Like it's, I'm only writing for God and like 
there's that debate of are you writing to serve people through the music or are you writing to um, are you writing to serve people through the music or are you writing only for God? It doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter how people receive it, you know? And yeah, for me, um, yeah, that, that really like was a big kind of struggle, I guess, in a journey of learning to like, you know, I want to serve people through music. And also there's the idea of like, I guess I think of like Proverbs 31, you know, where it talks about how the woman in Proverbs is like, she's selling in the marketplace and she's like, she's a businesswoman, you know, and to God, that's not, is that an unchristian thing? Is that an ungodly thing, you know, to be a good steward of your resources or to, you know, and and, and it's not like ripping people off, you know, but really, I guess being an honest and pers- person of integrity um, yeah. and being somebody who knows the value of what they're giving and also knows the value of other people and how to like, how to show that they understand the value that other people are giving them yeah. through, you know, through finances, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm still learning a lot about this too. And, and a lot of people who aren't in the music space are like, there should be no like discrepancy between, you know, expressing yourself or like they have a very specific, very simple perspective on this. Mm. And sometimes I get a little bit like, ah, there's a lot for society to, to, we all need to grow together in. Um, yeah. But yeah. And, and also like with lyrics too, like I talked about it on my social media, like, art is inherently expressing yourself mm-hmm. um, and then faith is inherently dying to yourself um, mm-hmm. and so how do you how do you do that you know especially when yeah. it comes to like writing lyrics like is it okay to write about write to express yourself or you know should we be dying to ourselves and yeah with finances all that all that but um, yeah <laughs> I know that wasn't very organized, but that's still something I'm definitely grappling with. And I want to at least like bring it up in conversation more and um, have more talks about it too, because it's a big source of like psychological stress and concern for a lot of Christian artists that people don't know about. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes uh, there is a lack of integrity that people experience in Christian music and even in the church, you know, Uh, and there's, a lot of people there are a lot of people that get uh jaded by it their experience their personal experience in it and so mm-hmm. they make a extremely drastic pivot and they go to the opposite end of it you know and basically say like if you charge for anything as a christian artist or worship artist quote unquote then basically you're doing something wrong like that's not um pleasing to God, you know, (laughs) or if you even, I mean, I I know (laughs) I have friends that they're at a place now because of their experience they've had in the industry. They feel like if you are promoting yourself as an artist, if you're trying to get your name out there as an artist, like that's pretty much a sin is like their perspective on it. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) 
I, oh my gosh! You know, we can have personal convictions that, like, that are personal to us. Maybe that that's something like God's convicting you of personally, but it may mm-hmm. not be for everybody else, like universally. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's where we have to be careful. Is that like, if God's giving you a conviction about money, finances, or being an artist, like, yeah, you need to listen to God's conviction for you. But is it? universally applicable to every Christian, you know, is it in the Bible that this is a sin? (laughs) Because that's a big difference, you know, between those two things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely, with that too, with like promoting my own music, I I thought about that too. And a lot of people, you know, have opinions on that too of, of, is it okay to promote yourself? Are you, are you, Mm. you know, being too self, you know, centered or arrogant in that way? And I received I feel like, you know, there's always going to be haters and there's always going to be people who are saying their opinion of what they think you should be doing. And, and people who are like, hey, you shouldn't sing that song because it's it's mm-hmm. not a Christian song um, or, you know, things like that. And and yeah. and I definitely came to the conclusion that especially when it comes to like, promoting music, like if if you're doing if you're promoting your music because you have the heart of I, I want. I I want to receive some sort of attention. Of course, like you should be checking your heart, but if you're making music that genuinely you believe will help people and will bless people and that needs to be heard, I feel like you're doing people a service by by showing people your music because God's going to work through that and you can be serving people through your music. You can be blessing them through your music and and that's something that they might not that's a blessing that they might have missed out on, you know? And I think that's why having that, having your own conviction and also peace in your heart, um, doing everything with God, every decision with God, asking like, should I do this? What should I do? And and if you have peace with it, if you have peace with writing certain lyrics, if you have peace with doing certain things and really, truly, that's all you need, I feel like. And I've definitely learned to kind of tune out all the voices because I've learned that listening to everyone too much is definitely not healthy and it's yeah. it doesn't even lead to it doesn't lead to a better decision in the long run so right. um yeah yeah <laughs> it's been a but it's been a growth journey for sure yeah i think it's wise to have counsel and people that you do you know listen to but it has yeah. to be a select few <laughs> not all of social media <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly yeah. yeah people you trust um, yeah so you have two singles out so far and uh i've rarely seen independent artists with two singles have like as much uh, as much traction on those two songs as you <laughs> especially when like they don't have a team around them like you know they don't really know mm. what they're doing Uh, so obviously your music is really resonating with people and i know like you get a lot of people reaching out to you on social media about like how your music has really impacted them uh tell us about whatever you can tell us (laughs) about your upcoming stuff like what you're excited about coming up okay um so i think this is the first time i'll be like saying this in public but i have a song coming out actually end of next month so <laughs> yeah uh, 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 end of august and um so i'll definitely be 
promoting that starting starting from this <laughs> depending on when this comes out but yeah um and then at least two more songs before the end of the year um so the next one is kind of more in that soul pop kind of vibe um and talking about just my struggles i guess we'd mentioned um about finding peace with myself doing music and um the different voices i listened to that really got to me and you know on um, that struggle um and then after that just uh i'm really excited because i'm doing like a more folksy soul kind of oh. song right now too um and then more like a pop ballad also so i'm really excited for those things and then hopefully you know next year i'll be able to play more shows and have more of a repertoire of songs because <laughs> like you said yeah. currently i have two and i have all these people wanting me to play live and i'm like i mean i could play those two songs over and over for you is that what you want but i really i feel like man i really owe it to people at this point to to sh appear somewhere like appear more live because i feel yeah. like that's what everybody's asking for so hopefully mm -hmm. i'll be able to do that a lot more next year um so yeah please be on the lookout for that <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited for it uh and if you want to follow along pauline is on instagram i guess pretty much all the places under pauline zoe park yeah uh do you have a website no i don't not yet okay. <laughs> that's like, something i'm working on a website. <laughs> okay <laughs> coming soon yeah, maybe in a month or so you'll be able to find Google. <laughs> so, well, yes. thanks so much for taking the time to be on the podcast and for just, you know, really sharing honestly and uh, just sharing your real thoughts and even like processing some of the thoughts with us on this podcast because I think it's really important for all of us to continue the conversation and not go, okay, this is it. This is like the truth and we're not going to talk about it anymore. But I think you're mm -hmm. really helping spark some of these conversations and helping people start even thinking about some of this, you know, that maybe they mm -hmm. haven't thought about. And uh, yeah, I love just your, your heart of just wanting to do the right thing and also, you know, use your gifts and like what God's given you to, you know, lead others and help um, encourage and inspire other people as well. So, yeah, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I loved, I loved chatting with you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by Christian Music Marketing. To find out how we can partner with you to increase your impact and influence with integrity, please visit our website, christianmusicmarketing.com, or check us out on Instagram at christianmusicmarketing. See you next time.